Hey guys, so this week I'm doing a podcast for the Read Aloud since we've been working on it this week. This is Superstar Chapter Hungry. It's on page 41. I really want you guys to be following along, so pause it right now if you need to go get your books. And we'll start right in. Superman sits on Miss Rain's desk all morning. He's on her desk for spelling, reading, and writing. He's on her desk when I get really hungry and raise my hand to ask when snack is. He's on her desk when Miss Rain says the fifth graders don't get snack. And I ask what fifth graders get, and she walks over to the schedule on the whiteboard and points to the word lunch, and everyone laughs. At home, I got a snack. In some of my school research books, kids get snacks too, but here you don't. At school, you have to go all morning with nothing to eat since breakfast, and it feels like your stomach is so hungry it tries to eat itself. But you can't argue. You say you need something to eat right now because you... That would be making trouble. And if you make trouble, your teacher will put Superman in the desk, in the drawer where he won't come out again until the end of the year. So I listen to Miss Rains talk about compound sentences and I do my English worksheet and I turn it into the tray. When I sit back down and wait, then I sit back down and wait. When it's finally time for lunch, the class walks to the cafeteria in something. Cafeteria in something, Miss Rains calls a single file line, which means everyone walks right behind one person in front of the other. At the corner, at the corner our line splits. Some kids go straight into the cafeteria room and other kids walk down the hallway. I have to eat soon as soon as possible so I can follow Abby towards the cafeteria door. Where's your lunch, Abby asks. I'm getting spaghetti. Then you have to walk through the kitchen line. Abby points to the long line down the hallway in front of us. That's where you get your food. You can only come in here if you brought your lunch. So I walk down to the spaghetti line and stand there at the very end. Stupid long line. Stupid late lunch. Stupid school. When I finally get to the kitchen door, I see why it's been taking so long. There's only one lady serving food. One lady for all of these kids. I suppose you'd like some spaghetti too, she, she says when I get up to her. Yes, I want spaghetti. That's why I've been standing in this stupid long line. She puts her giant spoon she puts down her giant spoon and crosses her arms. What are you doing? You're supposed to be getting me food like you did for all the other kids. The other kids didn't call my line stupid. It's just, I think you should have two people serving food, or maybe even three. Then everyone would get their food way faster. The lady stares at me. Please, I'm so hungry. Then she picks up the spoon and piles a heap of spaghetti in the big rectangular part of my tray. Then she scoops a bunch of pears into a circle area and puts a piece of garlic bread in the square. Blame the budget kids, not me, she says, and scoots the tray across the meal counter. I don't care what budget cuts are. The food on this tray is, is all mine, all mine. I pick up the garlic bread and take a bite. Drop it, she yells and points 
to the wall behind me, there's a sign that says no eating in the kitchen. Get to your table. I need to start cleaning up. I grab my tray and walk towards the door, but as soon as I step into the cafeteria, I have to come right back inside. I thought I told you to go out there, the lady says. I can't. It's too loud. You've got that right. Every time I have table duty, I go home and my ears are ringing. Now go find a seat. She keeps my back pressed against the door. She walks over to me, grabs the door handle, and starts pushing it close. No, stop! But she doesn't stop. Please, I can't stand it out here. I yell, she pro I yell, but she probably can't hear me because I can't even hear me. She pushes the door close. Now I'm not all the way out. She's the sound fills my head like a tornado, swirling and swirling. And if I don't do something quick, to stop it, I know my head is actually going to explode. I push back again against the door, but I complete, but it's completely closed now, and there's nowhere to go. I can't think. I can't think. I can't think with all this noise in my head. I have to stop. The only way to do that is to stick my finger in my ears. Everything turns quiet. My tray falls to the floor like a slow, like. It's moving in slow motion. Spaghetti sauce pears splatter across the tiles. The garlic bread slides over to the table of kids closest to me. They look at me. The next table looks at me. The next table. Then the next table. And in a few seconds, the whole cafeteria is staring at me. I turn the handle of the door behind me, but it's locked. The only thing I can do is run. Past the tables, out the door, down the hall, down the, another hallway. I'm going too fast. They all look the same. I finally stop when I get to wooden doors I've never seen before. A bright light in the ceiling shines down on them. The sign on the wall says library in the black letters. The library's here in my school. It's like a real library, only smaller. Rows and rows of bookcases filled to... Rows and rows of bookcases fill the room. There is only, there's no one here. It's absolutely perfectly quiet. I walk along the rows of the shelves, running my finger on the spines of the books, picture books, chapter books, reference books, novels, and nonfiction section. Five huge nonfiction bookcases line the back wall of the library. I squeeze into a little space between the bookcases. The wood of the bookcases on the shelf hold me they're nice and tight and safe. This is definitely my favorite spot in the whole school, or maybe the whole world. The only part of me that doesn't want to close my eyes and stay here forever is my stomach. The food was right there in my hands. Warm noodles, meaty sauce, chewy, buttery bread, garlic bread, except for when I sleep at, when I sleep at night. This is the longest I've ever gone without food. But now my stomach, now my lunch is spread across the cafeteria floor and I'm in the library. I know there's no food in here because food isn't allowed in libraries. I could ruin the books. I lean my head on my knees and that's when I notice a glob of meat sauce on my shoe. There is food in here. I touch my finger on the top of the sauce and taste it tomatoey beefy it doesn't taste like old dirt 
an old dirt shoe at all. It's still warm. So I scoop the rest of it up and eat it. I check my other shoe and my socks and my legs, but there's aren't but there aren't any more splatters of sauce anywhere. The lady from the front office walks down the bookcases in front of me. Did you eat something off your shoe? I didn't have any books out. Nothing got ruined. She stares at me a second. Well, come on, we're going to the office. Is there food in there? No. Then I'll just stay here. You most certainly will not stay here. Her voice is louder now. You will be paying a visit to Mr. Mar. Marmel, and he he's probably going to call your mom. Really? I look up at her. She smiles a little. I smile too. Do you think he'll call her right away? Maybe. This is a pretty serious situation you've gotten yourself into. I push myself out the front, out from between the bookshelves, and follow the lady to the office. Of course, it's a serious situation, except for the sauce on my shoe. I haven't eaten in over five hours. Mr. Marmel. When I get to Mr. Marmel's office, he's sitting behind a big wooden desk. Call, can you call my mom now? I ask him right away. Lester, sit down. Mr. Marmel's voice is much softer than it was this morning on the loudspeaker. Are you going to call her then? He doesn't say anything. He just points to the wooden chair in front of the of, in front of his desk. I don't know if this means yes or no, but I sit down anyways, just in case it means yes. Why are you in my office right now, Lester? Because the lady brought me here. His, he shakes his head. I know you're new to our school, and I'm trying to be patient, but I need some cooperation here, Lester. He interlocks his fingers and sets his hands on the yellow notepad on his desk. Now tell me why you're here. I was trying to think back in case there was something I missed. I was sitting in the library. The lady came and got get me. Came and got me. If it wasn't for her, I'd still be in the library. Well, Mr. Marmol crosses arms. I don't. I don't like having to answer my own questions, Lester. He's wearing a suit and a tie and a gray, has a gray old person's hair and rectangular, rectangular glasses. He looks like someone who should be smart. Someone who might go to the library and check out books or maybe even books out about space. But right now he's not making any sense. If you already know the answer, why are you asking me? Are you trying to get yourself in trouble? No, I'm trouble. We have, if we have any more trouble, Superman goes into the drawer. I'm not trying to get in trouble. Please don't tell Miss Reigns I am. Please don't tell Miss Reigns I am. Please, then the next words out of my mouth better be an answer to my question. But I don't know the answer. I put my knees up to my chest, wrap my arms around them, lock, rock myself back and forth. It doesn't help. Not way up here in the chair and out in the, op and out in the open. Rocking only helps if you're somewhere cozy and dark. It, I slide down off my chair and sit underneath the edge. Oh, Mr. of Mr. Mar Marvel's desk. My stomach growls again, back and forth, back and forth. Food, Superman. Food, Superman. 
What on earth are you doing now? He's not supposed to to talk to me when I'm rocking. He's supposed to leave me alone like mom does when I sit on the floor at the foot of the bed and rock until I think straight again, back and forth, back and forth. Food, Superman, food, food, food. If you aren't going to cooperate, he says, I'm going to call your mom. Yes, I jump out from under the desk. Call her and tell her to bring me some food. Tell her I haven't eaten in over five hours and I that I've never gone that long without eating. Tell her that I'm sorry about dropping the tray, but my head felt like it was going to explode from all the noises. The cafeteria lady closed the door behind me and I couldn't think of what else to do to make the noise stop. So I put my fingers in my ears and the tray crashed to the floor. I know fifth graders don't get snacks but I didn't get to eat lunch. So just tell her to bring me something to eat. Lester, here, I'll, I pick up the phone and hold it out to him. I know she'll come. He takes the phone and presses a button. Mary, will you please go down to the cafeteria and get a tray of food before it's all put away? He hangs up the phone. Did you call my mom? Miss Caldwell is getting a tray from the cafeteria. For me? Yes. Now go sit over there. He points to the table by the window. Your food will be here in a minute. One minute. In only one minute, I can finally have my spaghetti and garlic bread. It ends up taking longer than a minute. It takes two minutes and 47 seconds to be exact. But when the door swings open and the front desk lady walks in with a tray of food, I can't, I don't even care. Try not to drop this one, she says, and sets the tray on the table. I grab my fork with one hand and my tray with the other. The only, plate, the only place this food is going is in my stomach. And we'll stop there. The next chapter is math test.